You're listening to the Annoyed Adult Podcast. Welcome to the Annoyed Adult Podcast. My name is Howard Cam, and normally I'm joined with Tina Hunt today, but she's not feeling well, and so we wish her a speedy recovery. Let's begin with a story. So I receive an email from a parent about her child in my class. And the email states that her son comes to my classroom after school every day, and he tries to put in work, and he asks me for help, and the parent says that I'm not providing enough help for this, for this kid. And I read this email, and I look at the child's name, and I say, that's very interesting. So I email the parent back, and I say, you know, your son has never been to my class after school. Your son has never asked me for help after school or during class. And when I check on his work, he says he doesn't need any help. So the kid's failing. And I see the kid the next day, and I say, hey, why did you lie to your mom? Why did you lie to your mom and tell her that you're coming to school after, coming into my class after school every day? Why did you lie to your mom and tell her that I'm not helping you? Why did you do that? And then he said to me, oh, because I just wanted to get her off my case. So instead of you taking personal responsibility, you blamed me for everything. And he didn't say anything after that. He just sat down. The second story is the same as the first. I get an email from a parent who says, oh, my son's failing. You know, what can you do? And I say, well, your son goes on his phone all the time because you call him and he has to take your call. Your son tells me that he has to take the phone call because you're calling him during class time. And every time I say, hey, put your phone away, he tells me my mom is calling me. I don't want to stop a phone call between mother and son. So I said, yeah, go take the call outside. And he takes the call and he comes back. And I tell the mom of this student over the email, I'm saying, you're, you keep calling your son during class hours. And she says, I, I am? I say, yeah. And then she says, oh, I'll talk to him about that. So I see this student the next day and he says to me, yeah, sorry, sorry. I just wanted, my friends are calling me and I wanted to answer it. So much like the first student, these two kids have blamed the teacher for their own problems and then telling the parents the lie. So now it makes me look bad because the kid lied to their parents. Do you see the problem with that? You should. So over the radio, I get called down to another classroom because one of my colleagues is having an issue with some kid holding the door closed while the teacher's outside. And so I go down there and I open the door forcefully and I look at this kid. I know this kid. I've seen this kid. This kid was my student when he was a freshman and now he's a junior. I said, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you holding the door closed? Like, is this an emergency? Like, what's happening? I go, whose room is it? And he says, oh, it's Mr. K's room. I'm like, correct. It's not your classroom, is it? And he says, no. And so I asked him, why are you holding the door closed? And he was just said, he said, well, just playing around. Playing around? You think it's a good idea. And so I ripped into him. I read him the riot act. And then he went back to class and he said, sorry. And the entire class went quiet. But I felt a little bad. I, I did. I felt a little bad. So a couple of days later, I saw him 
in his period four and I said, hey, do you know why that I yelled at you the way I did? He goes, yeah, because I was playing around. I said, okay, well, at least you understand that. And I, and I told him, I feel bad that I had to yell at you. Like, I know you. I've seen you since you were a freshman. But that got me thinking about something else. And so I asked him, I'm like, well, in that classroom, there's other kids in there, right? And he says, yes. I say, how or what grade are the freshmen? And he says, oh, well, they're ninth graders. And I said, no, they're not. Try again. He goes, mister, they're ninth graders. They're freshmen. They're grade nine. I said, no, they're not. And here's why. Because for two years, we had COVID lockdowns here in the state of Hawaii. And so for two years, these kids were not in the classroom. So at best, the freshmen this year are sixth grade mentally. At worst, they're grade five. And he looks at me, the student looks at me, and goes, I don't understand. And I said, because these kids have not mentally grown into the grade They've had two years off of school and they've never been able to process what's going on. No one was there to correct their behavior. They just said whatever they want. And then he looked at me even more confused. Do you really think that kids can self-monitor and self-correct their own behavior at that young age? And he said, kind of. And yeah, kind of, but not really. Let me provide more evidence for that. So in my classroom, in fact, all my classes, I said, hey, raise your hand if you cheated on any distance learning exams or quizzes. And sure as shit, almost every single hand went up. And I said, look, I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to blame you. But why did you cheat on all your quizzes and all your homework? Why did you do it? And they said, well, because, you know, I can just look at the answers online. I'm like, correct. You can just look at the answers online. But did you try? He goes, well, I found the answer which is correct. But because these kids didn't try to understand the concepts and they just looked up an answer online, copied it, pasted it into their homework assignment and hit submit. They didn't even try and bother to understand concepts. And because they couldn't understand the concepts, they couldn't develop the skills necessary to process that information. For example, if we had to solve some kind of trigonometry exam well, I could just punch in the equation online and find the answer, but I didn't really learn how to solve it naturally. And I said to these kids, you know, it's kind of not your fault. A tool was available online, you used it, and then you submitted it. So I continue and I said, how many of you have TikTok and Instagram? These kids all raised their hand. It's like, okay. You have to be at least a certain age to receive DMs, direct messages on Instagram and TikTok. And did you get your parents' permission? And the kids laughed and they said, no, of course not. So how did you get TikTok and Instagram when you signed up? And they said to me, well, we just put in a fake age. Of course you would put in a fake age. Why would you put your real age anyway? You want to get what you want, so you lie about getting what you want. That's the point of it. They are being deceitful. Kids will be deceitful and lie and cheat to get what they want. They want a resource. They want access to something. And to get it, they will lie and cheat to get there. And so going back to the third kid that held the door closed, and I said, these kids, since they were sequestered from distance learning in intermediate school, have not learned. No one was there to check them. No one was there to make sure that they were doing the right thing. 
So the same kids that did that are now back in school. And I say, how many of you are suffering? D's, F's, C's. And, you know, a quarter of the kids raise their hand. Half the kids raise their hand. And I say, do you know why you're getting C's, D's, and F's? Isn't it weird that you got straight A's over distance learning, but all of a sudden you're back in school and now you're getting C's, D's, and F's? Do you know why that is? And the students were like, yeah, because it's hard. I'm like, nope, content's the same. But because you cheated, now you're being challenged on it. And because you're being challenged, you can't solve it because you don't understand context. Which leads to the point, this grit, this drive, this desire to do better. And we have our students try to have this desire to do better every single time because the kids do not take responsibility for their own shortcomings and their misbehaviors. They can't accept that it's their fault because they think that things will be solved for them and they'll be spoon-fed answers. They were spoon-fed answers over distance learning. But let's flip the script a little bit. So I ask my students who are suffering and I say, hey, look, you play video games? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I play video games. You play multiplayer games? And they said, yeah, I play multiplayer games. I go, some of you look exhausted. Some of you look like you're going to pass out. How late did you stay up playing video games? And some of these kids said, oh, you know, stayed up to midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, some three in the morning. And I said, how come you didn't quit? Why didn't you quit after midnight? Why didn't you quit after 11? Why didn't you quit after 10 p.m.? Why didn't you quit after 9 p.m.? And he said, because I wanted to win. It's like, you wanted to win. So you put in drive and determination to do something so you could win. If you're playing some kind of team deathmatch game or some kind of capture the flag style game, do you just give up after the first round? You play another round and another round and another round after that. You continue to play these rounds again and again because you want to win. You're like, no, I'm not giving up. I lost this one and I want to keep trying and doing better. And so I said to them, that's grit and determination. So all you have to do now is apply that skill set to schoolwork. And they say to me, but mister, it's not fun. It's not fun. I said, yeah, I know it's not fun, but let me tell you what is fun. Fun is when you have so much money that you can play games, whatever you want. And you're like, what? What does that mean? I said, when you get an education, you are converting that education into a skill. And that makes your time more valuable. They kind of understand. Time being valuable is so important. I said, look, let's do another story. I go, who gets paid more per hour? An airline pilot or a person that flips a hamburger over? And they're like, well, an airline pilot. I go, why? They said, because that person had to go to school. Like, well, pilot school, and there's a lot of training. You don't really have to go to college for that. But those kids understand now, look, you have to develop a skill and a lot of practice. It takes hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of hours just to fly the most basic cargo plane. And then after that, you have to get certified and more skill and more skill and more skill until you can start ferrying passengers. A person that flips a burger can only level up so high, but they're still going to get paid the same. So the pilot is going to get paid more. I go, what about carpenters, electricians, plumbers, heart surgeons, all those people? Why are they making more money? And they said, oh, well, it, you know, it's, it's a trade job. I'm like, a trade job is skill. You have to develop these skills. And the more skill you have, it makes your time more valuable. And if your time is more valuable, you make more money per hour. And if you can make more money per hour, that means you have more money 
to do whatever you want. You can spend less time working because you're going to make money and more time playing. And that's what it's all about. Or you could flip that burger for 40 hours a week and make the same amount of money for the next 12 to 15 years. Is that job hard flipping burgers? I guess it's hot and it's greasy, but all jobs are hard. And if all jobs are hard, then how much are you worth? And so the kids think about it. Like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, I'm glad that makes sense. But first things first. Step one is you take responsibility for yourself. Understand that you're responsible for all your own shortcomings and failures. In fact, it was Neil deGrasse Tyson that said, there's no such thing as a good teacher and a bad teacher. Because straight A students still get straight A's even if there's a bad teacher. Students that get F's still have good teachers, but they still get F's. So take responsibility for yourself, I tell these kids. And if you're an adult listening to this, you're responsible for everything. You're growing up soft. And these kids, I think, are growing up way too soft. They need a little grind. They need some grit. They need some determination. And that's in an almost feels like an impossible thing to teach this generation because they're so distracted by TikTok and Instagram and all these other algorithms and every single video game that drives their time, every single thing on their phone that divides them. How do they think critically? How do they make sure they develop proper skill set? How do they make sure they have proper manners? This is a question that's going to be asked for years. What are we supposed to do as teachers, as parents, and adults in this situation? Do we just give everybody a participation trophy? I mean, if you're the kind of person that does that, then shame on you. Don't give people participation trophies. There's either first place or not first place. That's all there is. So all you have to do is get up and grind and grit through it. And when you come out the other side, you're going to make more money. You'll be more valuable. And you'll be somebody that can take their skill set and translate it to whatever you want. I really hope that's what these kids do. I can only be so hopeful. But parents, if you're listening and you have kids, you got to do your job too. Don't blame the teacher. Blame your kid. That's whose fault for all this. I'll see you in the next episode. Good luck, kids. Good luck, parents. If you've really been enjoying this episode, could you do us a favor? Would you mind sharing this episode with a friend? Please subscribe on Apple iTunes or Spotify or wherever podcasts are played.